0: Greetings! I am your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to the second season of My Weirdest Experience Podcast. This is the show of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. And it's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Now, a word from our sponsor. Transcendence Treatment Center is North Charleston's new private treatment center for drug and alcohol addiction. Our outpatient program is led by a highly qualified staff with years of experience in the addiction field. Enjoy the benefits of treatment while still going about your job, school, and daily life. Our treatment program uses a holistic approach to treating and healing addiction, and we provide a warm, safe, and non-judgmental environment to help you explore and work through those issues that keep you stuck in the cycle of addiction. We recognize the value and importance of family, and offer family and friends support groups as well. Conveniently located off Route 526, you can find us at 3900 Leeds Avenue, Suite 101 in North Charleston, South Carolina. Call us for a free pre-screen today at 854-222-3773. And a member of our team will be happy to help you take the first steps toward your new life, a life free from addiction. You can also visit us at our website at ttreatment.org. Perfect. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today I have Uma Shankari here, and she is the author of Lion's Wisdom, a channeled text toward awakening human consciousness. She's a galactic artist. She was not always an author and an artist, however... She used to work in IT for many years and she experienced a spiritual awakening. And Uma is going to share her story with us today.
1: Welcome to the show, Uma. Thank you so much. I so appreciate you having me here. And, um, you know, uh, it's a privilege and pleasure uh, to talk to you and also to be on two different time zones where one is the morning and one is like you know I'm wrapping up to go into bed and you're just awakening so <laughs> literally <laughs> no pun intended um, right. so yeah, yeah I'm very excited to be here and thank you for um, having me um, so uh, it's uh, it was a very interesting journey for me to begin with where you know you're this person who is like all like logical and you know, all about logistics and, you know, structure and everything and your life goes haywire and all the structure gets thrown out of the door and your life doesn't look anything like what you pictured it to be. So um, I I, I grew up in India. I lived here until I was 23, moved to the US on a cold January 4th morning to St. Louis. Um, And that was an experience in itself, Uh, you know, traveling 10,000 miles away and going into this place where you know nothing about. Um, so I did my master's there and eventually I got into uh, IT world and worked there for almost 16 years and I worked for a major corporation. And while I was working there, I was really enjoying my work. However, it was extremely stressful, but I really enjoyed the work. And I really thought I would die. Like, I, that's where I would die. Like, you know, I would have my career. I would be successful and one day I would die. And I never thought I would get out of my uh, corporate IT world. And in 2012, I had an awakening and it was in the form of, you know, uh, I used to go to the salon and I got this email about something called an angel reading or energy reading. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know, at that point I remember seeing, uh, watching TV in the 90s and 2000s in the US where you know, they're talking about psychic card readings and, you know, you can get your lover back. And for me, like everything was that. So energy reading, like, you know, angel reading, like spiritual, like that was what for me was a reading. So I was kind of like, I got this email and I kind of like, I was like, yeah, whatever it is. And I ignored it. But this email popped into my inbox and deleted folder and this, and that constantly reminding me to like do something about it. And I was so, irritated I'm like why is this thing like coming up to me so um, I emailed the lady and I said okay what is this about and she gives me an explanation I'm like okay it goes over my head and I said okay whatever and something I don't know if it was my soul or if it was my guides or whatever they, like someone was tugging me to go and do this and I thought it was me. And finally, one day, I gave up and I said, "You know what? I'm just going to go and do it. I, I, I will. It'll get clear to me that this is the most stupidest thing I've done, and then I can just wrap it up, throw it away, and be done with it." Lo and behold, I did the angel reading, chakra uh, clearing session, and it blew my blew me away. The next thing I know, like one thing led to another, and I had, I had like spiritual awakening one after the other, and um, I was led to. Uh, a book by, a book by uh, someone named Paul Selig and his books are amazing. I read that and eventually all my chakras started you know, tingling and vibrating and opening and and then one thing led to another. I spontaneously, start, spontaneously started writing and all my books are written somewhere between 21 to 22 days. I write one chapter a day. I wake up at a certain time. My hand ting- used to tingle when I needed to write. I would get up and just sit in front of the computer and I would It'll be in such a meditative state. I would just write, and I was writing, and I was getting comfortable with writing. You know, I had written. Uh, cons- I was I, one after the other. I wrote six books, like five books, and then I kind of shelved it. And then in 2019, I launched the Lion's Wisdom. Um, while I was launching the Lion's Wisdom, so okay, go back a little bit. So 2014, I decided to quit my job because my heart and soul was not in it. I could not do it, it was, it got to me so much that I was like, I, I just couldn't tolerate being in the corporate world anymore. So I quit my job, packed my bags, traveled a little bit, came back, ran a food business because I'm all about eating healthy and nourish your body and everything. So for three years, I ran a food business, which I wrapped up in 2018 and then went back, you know, launched my book. And what happened during that time was when I was launching my book, a friend of mine came, you know, I'm a vegetarian. It's, I'm Indian. So it's, it's, it's a piece of cake for me to be a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Um, So this person, he is such a meat eater. So once he, one day he came to my home to have dinner and he's like, Oh my God, this food is so good. And I'm like, being a meat eater, he did not expect that to be so good and also fulfilling. So he goes, you should cook for your book launch. I'm like, you're crazy. I can't do that. My book launch was in two days, three days. So one thing led to another, I cooked for 50 people. And what was so amazing about this was, I went into the space of just creating. I wasn't cooking, I was just for three days, I just sat and created and created and created. And being in that space opened up something within. something got unplugged. Because when you're so in the space of creating, you're connecting to some energy that is so far beyond what you can imagine. I think we as humans, we take it for granted. Oh, it's just creativity, look what I'm doing. But I think there's so much more going on when you're in the creative space because you're so present when you're creating. That, that being present and when you're present, you, you make things and you do things that normally would not come about when you're using a recipe because you're just creating. You're, you're not thinking about like, how, you know, am I doing this correct? You're just like putting things together and just, so that I think what happened, it unplugged something within me, something that was clogged. That's, I don't know if that's mm-hmm. the right word. Something just got unplugged. And that, uh, that, my book launch was on September 3rd or 4th. In October, my energy just started. I started creating recipes after recipes after recipes and people were like, oh my God, what is this? That... It, it's just that unplugging of that energy that just brought in. Like for one month, I just sat. Two months, I just sat and created recipes after recipes. I would take this one and that one, I would just put it together, and something opened up. And in November on eleven eleven, I heard that I'm going to write and edit another book, which was my sixth book. And I sat back and I said, "Is it real?" And I heard, "Yes." So I sat down to write, and when I after I wrote the first chapter, I heard that I was going to be downloading codes, which scared the hell out of me. I was like, "I am not ready for this. I'm just getting used to writing books, and I'm getting comfortable with it now I'm hearing that I'm going to be writing codes like no way so i on the eleventh I started writing on the december twenty first I wrapped up the book december twenty second i 2019, I sit down with trepidation. I'm like, I can't do this. I cannot download codes. What am I going to do? So I took a notebook. I sat and I, I thought one of the words that came about was metadata and meta codes. So being in the IT world, I knew what metadata was from an IT perspective. So after pondering and like kind of fighting with this for like 15 minutes, I, I don't know how to do this. I said, I know what metadata data is from an IT perspective. And that's all I said. And I put my pen on the paper. And I started writing symbols, like my hand was moving at such a fast pace. And I was just astonished. I didn't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And every day I would get up and I would write like 100 or 150 codes, just random symbols, just, you know, and within five to six days, I knew I had to buy a notebook, a white paper notebook and like some markers and draw. And one day I went to CVS, I got the notebook. In one hour, I drew like four patterns, all harmonics, sound patterns. And I was like, okay, there's something to this. And then a week later, Jan 2nd, 2020 to be precise, I knew exactly what kind of paper to get, what kind of pen to get, everything it was not like you know there's something we're intuitive we know it's even a different feeling than that because you know intuitive guidance like okay we need to do this it's like kind of you're getting a guidance for me it was not like that it was something very innate and natural for me Mm -hmm. like if I was thirsty I would go and get up a glass of water it was that natural for me to go and pick colors I've never drawn in my life. I'm not an artist. I don't know how to use brush. I don't know how to use anything from Adam when it comes to artwork, other than my biology, like, you know, record in, in high school and college, like doing some drawings. I, I'm not an artist. And one thing led to another. I knew exactly what colors to pick, what kind of colors to pick. I would go to the art store, like, I would spend hours, and I would say, this is the kind of color I'm looking for. This is the kind of you know, brush I'm looking for. And I started drawing and in Jan, starting in Jan 2020 until now, I have about 400 paintings, but I have not yet published. And so in Jan 2020, after like a month and a half or after a month, I invite, so as I was drawing, I, I knew what to do with that art. As I was drawing, something happened. I knew what to do with it. Like, it was just like, I, I knew, I knew, I knew. And it wasn't like, like I said, it wasn't like guidance. Okay, this is what you do with it. I just, just knew like after this, this is how you work with this art with people. So I had like a small session at my home. I invited about seven or eight people and I did a healing session with my artwork and people got so much results and I was like, okay, I'm on the right path. So I continued to, I had like two or three sessions after that with other people, but I haven't since done anything with it um, you know, personally, uh, meaning like I have, I have to still evolve the work. So one thing led to another in June of last year, a friend of mine calls me and she goes, I think you need to do your artwork. You need to remote view your artwork. I said, I have a lot of hesitancy to give it to other people, not in the sense of like, oh, this is mine, in the sense of, I wanna own it. Because what I mean by it, I don't want to go to someone and say, hey, what do you think is my artwork? It kind of takes away the power, mm-hmm. you know, you're giving away the power and that it, it doesn't mean the person is, doesn't know what they're doing. That's not what I'm talking about. It's really, this artwork has brought me so much, like, I wouldn't say confidence, but really owning the power, like not giving away the power. So with the, I, I heard it, but I had to sit with it and process it before I said yes to it. So finally I said, yes, I can do it. So I sent this woman named Dominic Sorrell. She one of the best remote viewers in the US. I sent it to her. She's very scientific. You know, She's not about spirituality or anything. And I, I wrote like all the details about my artwork. I gave three art pieces. She could only do one and it took her two and a half hours to do it. And she said, Like usually like people send her the work and also what this is about. It's usually like anywhere between 40 to 70% is accurate. My artwork, whatever I told her, it was 100% accurate. And she had never seen anything like it. And she said that there were 10 or 12 people that came to her trying to communicate about the artwork who were from another ancient civilization. And so for me, it gave me sort of like, okay, You know, so there is something more to what I'm doing.
0: That's so cool. Did you find out who, what the ancient civilization was and what they wanted to communicate about your artwork?
1: You know what? We didn't, so it was, she was so exhausted. They wanted to continue talking to her more and more. Um, But she was like, she was so stretched thin after talking to them for two and a half hours, she couldn't do it. And then, uh, you know, we couldn't schedule another one. So there were so many, uh, you know, things back and forth. So it was left at that, but I'm sort of like comfortable with that. You know, I have stopped like being like, oh my God, does this do? I just like be with it, mm-hmm. you know, it, like I, I allow whatever comes. I don't go and try to like, oh my God, I need to know everything about this. Like, what is like, I, I just don't do that. I'm like, let, let it come like anytime something, because so far, whatever I told her, 100%, it was correct. And for me, one of the things about me is when something is not tangible, it's very hard. for. I don't talk to them and say, oh, how do I do this? For me, it's like very much, it feels like it doesn't feel like someone is coming and dictating something or asking me to do something. I, I don't feel that. So it sort of feels very much I'm doing it
0: yeah well it's difference... it's coming from you and it's coming from your knowing so yes. there's a difference between getting guidance and following it and just knowing this yeah. is what you're doing yeah which you know might be a level of um, intuition or you know you after a while and I've experienced this after a while I just stopped asking for guidance and i just follow my own heart and soul and knowing yes yeah
1: that you you put it perfectly you put it it was it is a precise way to say it it just becomes so you it's you're not trying or you're not uh, you're not trying to figure it out you're just like you're just you're just you and, and, all, show and
0: all, allowing is very important that's a very important word and that is something I have many people come to me that want to improve their intuition and their psychic skills and they feel blocked and the moment you start doing or thinking it can be form of a block mm-hmm. it's more about allowing allowing the information to come in and being completely open to whatever comes in in that moment. Yeah, that
1: is that is so correct. Because when I was drawing, what was so neat about that was um, I would be drawing and all of a sudden my my hand would just sort of like, you know, when you're present and something happens, rather than you not being present and something happens are two different things. When you're so present, and you're trying to do some You're putting the pen down and your hand shakes. And I would be thinking that line is going to go this way and it would just go this way. And I'm like, oh, that's where it's supposed to go. Okay, let's see what happens. And it, it would come out to be this mind boggling piece of artwork because I really don't know what's going to come next. Like I would do like, and then like something happens and it would go this way and that way and that way. And then like, finally I have this artwork. A lot of times I have, I would fall in love with it Because for me, even though it is coming from me, it would feel like it's not me either. Meaning I could be, I could have a perspective of not being attached to it. Mm -hmm. And so like, it would feel like me doing it, but at the same time, it's not me because it's like, think about it. You know, you're going around and one day you just start talking in a completely different language without going to school, learning it, or someone teaching it to you. You're just like automatic. So it's. It's like that for me. So it's like, okay, I'm like, okay. Like, so, you know, and the, the experience I had through the artwork taught me so many things. You know, like my artwork looks very precise but there's no precision in it at all. Like there's crooked lines, the spacing is not correct. It's not, it's, it's not, um, you know, measured correctly but it looks very symmetrical, but they're all like non-symmetrical. Like that's not the word, but um, so, you know, so it kind of gives you not to be attached, sort of like going with the flow. And when you're going with it, there's so much information given back to you. And that's the most beautiful thing.
0: Yeah, when you were describing your experience cooking that was the word that I kept thinking of is flow, Mm -hmm. is you tapped into that flow of creativity. And when you're in that flow, time and space doesn't matter. In fact, time and space doesn't behave in the way that it usually does when you're in the flow. Correct,
1: correct. And, you know, thank you for confirming, like reinforcing that statement because for me, taking that to another level me doing this drawing that even that even collapses it further you know because when when you're in the flow you're doing it it's it's creating and it's coming out but when you don't even know that you can do something and then you go into the space and the time space really collapses because you didn't go to school you don't know how to hold a brush you don't know (laughs) you know what kind of paper to use for an artwork and that's kind of like it's it, it 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 elevates that experience of like time-space collapsing.
0: Well, the rules don't apply. There are no yeah. rules.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. And that's the kind of environment I thrive in and I love is I don't like rules and procedures. You mm-hmm. know, I just want to, and you can apply this to your life, just how you live your life, yeah. you know, and you go by how you feel, follow your feelings and your, callings and on a day-to-day hour-by-hour basis
1: yeah it's you know like when i draw i'm so much in the moment i'm so present which when i come outside of it i'm not always in the moment but when i'm drawing i'm doing my writing i'm so in the moment i'm in this bubble nothing else exists but me and the piece of paper that i'm either drawing or writing Mm -hmm. and you know even though I'm able to do it when I am you know I'm drawing or writing it doesn't always apply to me when I'm like out in the out and about doing other things you know maybe that I I do it but it would be so amazing to replicate that feeling all around to just you know it would be such the the richness it brings to life is just beyond recognition
0: it takes practice and and awareness and mindfulness because your mind can distract you your mind does distract you from the present moment (laughs) all the time Mm -hmm. you know your thoughts of the past or thoughts of the future there's anxiety coming in and it's like it's like all these challenges but with practice you can do that
1: yeah. Um,
0: and I I find Reiki is a great modality for that type of practice where you go into the present moment and you just focus on the person that you're sending energy healing to. Yeah. And your your thoughts are still there. It's fine. You're not gonna eliminate yeah. your thoughts, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. But you can mm-hmm. say, Oh, I just thought of this, but wait, I'm focusing on this person. What am I getting yeah. from this person? Well, what am I mm-hmm. feeling? you know, where mm-hmm. do I need to go? So you can bring yourself back. back. And, and that's the beauty of it. That is, that is absolutely
1: right. What you're saying, because you're right. There's when I'm drawing, there's thoughts going on, but they don't interfere with my artwork. They're up here. And I right. am just doing my thing. They just come and go and whatever. Right.
0: Um, right. You don't, you don't know, allow it to take over to be in charge. You don't allow your thoughts to be in charge. In charge yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, one of the
1: things I found interesting was, um, a few people have asked me, so do you sit and meditate before you start drawing? And I said, no, I just show up wherever I am. Sometimes I could be angry, I could be, I could be um, sad, I could be joyous, I-, I could be in any state of being. I could come and sit and because like, you know, whatever state I'm in, the art actually heals that space. It heals it. So to be angry and sit with my artwork, it's not like, okay, it's spiritual. So I have to meditate. I have to clear my mind, not be angry and then do. But then how do we heal that by being that, right? Mm -hmm. So the allowance to part of the being in the flow is allowing myself to be angry. So what? And then you sit and draw. And what happens when I do that is the artwork has stuff in it that sort of, brings me to a space of like healing. Mm-hmm. So that was an amazing experience for me. You know, um, 2020 was not great for a lot of people, but for me, it was amazing because I was so excited that the shutdown was happening because like, oh my God, I can sit and draw all the artwork that I want. <laughs> so I spent my time literally drawing and writing and nature walking and, you know, so people like did not like it. They hated it, but I was like, I was jumping up and down when the COVID shutdown happened.
0: So. Yeah. And that's why I started this podcast last year in March, because I had been thinking about doing something like this for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, I'm at home. You know, I, I can figure it out. And I talked to another podcast host and it was really easy to do yeah. actually. And, and then I, I contacted my contacts and I'm lucky to know a lot of interesting people that do a lot of really interesting things. And I was like, Hey, would you be on my podcast? And it just took off. That's, it's as simple as that, isn't it? Right, right. Yeah. So it's, if it's meant to be, it's going to happen. And even if it doesn't happen the way you think, and, but if you love it and you're enjoying it you know yeah. it's worth doing yeah absolutely. right why not right why it's not right? and it's not about the money and I understand you know there's energy involved in this and so where I'm putting out this energy and it's coming back to me in really beautiful ways so I'll just keep doing it it's fun
1: I agree with you. So when, you know, going back to the cooking piece of it, it was not about the money. Mm-hmm. It was just, you know, you're not thinking about an outcome. You're not thinking about like, is everybody going to like this? It's not about like, oh my God, I'm, it's just literally sitting down and going into this creative space of flow. And that is, you know, I'm, I'm so grateful that I have been able to experience it. As as simple as it is, I don't think everybody gets to experience that flow of being in the creative space, but not because they can, because everybody has so many things to do in life, that we don't get the moment to go into the creative space. I think for me, that space of needing to do it was created that I was able to go plug in and, and do it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, had I been in the corporate world, you know I would have never sat down and tried to cook. I mean, I loved cooking, but I couldn't because I was constantly busy. There's mm-hmm. so much you know, churning going on in my life and, and the corporate world was taking up the space. So clearing up that space of like constantly being in the corporate world and doing and just opened up so much. I became this, I, I was this corporate person to I became this artsy person. I, don't, I don't know. You know, it's like you, you reincarnated into this new being in this lifetime. So that's the fun part of it.
0: Well, you know, I think it's always been in you. And I think everybody is a natural artist. When you're a child, you sit down and do a drawing or coloring. You're not thinking about, you know, what what are people going to think of this? You love it yourself because you made it. Yeah. You know, and it's too bad we lose that as we become adults. Yeah. I mean, it's, they say it's growing up, but I don't, I think it's growing down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what is the meaning of your artwork? Do you know? I mean, what is the purpose? Are you meant to put these uh, drawings out there so people can see them or, or are they? Is... Go ahead. Oh, sorry.
1: Um, for one, I try not to interpret it because when you try to interpret it, you, we are going into our head. So mm-hmm. I've never interpreted my art work and I, I, I suggest not to. So basically, I'm gonna show you one. So basically what you do is it's, it's a cosmic art. So there is, it's, it's kinetic in the sense of it has this moving energy
0: in this. So the basic
1: principle of it is- When you, I look at look-
0: that, I feel my third eye- Yeah. Start tingling. Yeah. Yes, so the, there you go. You answered,
1: you know, whatever you're asking. So, it's it's the, the the basic thing about my artwork is not interpreted, mm-hmm. and I have never interpreted it. So okay. it's literally being with it. It is a multi-dimensional image, which ha- it's a kinetic image. That means it's mo- there's moving force in it, and there's sound frequency being generated, and there is light in it as well. So when you take into it, take it, and it's cosmic in nature, it's taking you into the cosmos. So the the thing to do is set aside the mind and just be with it. So you just exhibited something very much with ease when I picked up the artwork and showed it to you. Your third eye started vibrating. So when I show it, um, I usually show about ten images to a person, and I take literally less than 10 seconds to show it to them, because if I show it longer, people get attached to the image.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And after 10, within the 10 seconds, they're able to either have a strong emotion or a vibration in the body. And people would know exactly what image it is. Because if you leave it to interpretation, people will say, oh my God, green is my color. It is my angel's color, blah, blah. So they go into that space of interpreting it. So being with it and being with your body, because it's all about the sensation in your body, what it brings out is the sensation brings out deep-rooted, deep-seated emotions, trauma, whatever there is. Mm -hmm. That untapped, untouched emotion that we try not to look into. And what happens is when you start feeling the feelings, it naturally allows you to bring that to the surface so that it can be healed. So this is a multidimensional image. So when I'm sitting and working with them, the beauty of these images is I do not even provide one iota of information. What happens is when I show this and I have them sit, they will give me the information. I will just guide them with
0: that information. I'm also getting like singing. Great. A, core, a chorus or a group of voices singing. <laughs> yeah, what do you hear? They sound angelic to me.
1: So one of the things Dominic Sorrell said was she heard two sounds. One was the Gregorian chant. And the other was was similar to a gong so there's multiple frequencies in this actually so
0: the voices are more higher like more female but this Uh looks like a physical manifestation of their voices correct that is why it is a sound art
1: it's sound Mm -hmm. harmonics Mm -hmm. and so when you sit with that and you get past so i tell people not to get hooked on the beauty People get very irritated with me when I say that. They're like, oh, how can you say that? I'm like, yes, you can, you can look and enjoy the beauty, but I ask them to get past the beauty and go into the artwork because it's even more, because it's an experience. When yeah. you look at it, it's, you're only getting the one dimensional, oh my God, it's so beautiful. But when you get past that, you're going to have a multi-dimensional experience. And when people go into it, they find themselves inside the artwork and the artwork gives a pathway to their healing. And it looks like porter, portals
0: or wormholes. Yes, it is, it is a portal, actually. It's a cosmic portal. Mm-hmm. There's multiple yes. ones, though. Yeah, yes. That take you to different ones. places. <laughs>
1: Correct. It, so people ask me, where is it going to take? I always tell them, wherever you want to go. Because if I'm going to control and say, well, this is where you're going to go, then it's not. I'm not allowing their frequency to match with what's happening here Mm -hmm. i'm trying to control and manipulate it so always stick to what they're saying i ask them what do you see what do you feel what is your, you know right right and because it's a multi-dimensional image i i i move it i tend to rotate it on four sides to get that effect of what they're getting there are times i'll i'll hold it on one side people are like oh my god my my heart is like there's so much ache, there's so much anger, and I would rotate it and it would just disappear. See there's instantaneous healing in this, and that's what is so amazing about this artwork
0: mm-hmm. and again,
1: even though I, I i I'm talking like I know everything about it, I actually don't yeah <laughs> you know I actually don't know everything about it, and I myself is a student of it as much as I'm an artist
0: mm-hmm. so, the other that- thing that I'm getting from this is that through these circles and I will I will post the, these pictures when the, so, so the audience can see this artwork, but there's a light, it's like a light blaster oh, or some kind of sending energy toward you, maybe toward the planet through these portals. Yeah.
1: this is actually, there's sound and light. So if you look at it, all my artwork uses metallic color. And this is not something I thought figured out because I don't know what metallic colors are, to be honest with you in a paint store. These, I knew it was supposed to be metallic. I knew I had to use the glitter, kind of the shine in it mm-hmm. to bring out the light within the artwork. So the thing is, I, I learned so much about this. So sound creates light. It's not the other way around. Like you get, light, you get the thunder and then lightning comes. So the artwork creates the sound and the light codes are also you know, enhancing the experience. And like I said, I have not myself had the whole experience because this is vast, you know, as much as an artist, this is, the information is so vast. So I can't really tap it in one day and know everything. So I have to be the student and walk along with the people who are also he- healing from it.
0: Well, I think everybody's different. So they're gonna get received the information that they need from, Correct. from that artwork and it's gonna vary. Correct. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely. That is why I don't have specific things about my artwork. Right. Every person is going to have a different thing, and this is the only artwork that doesn't have the classic golden mean in it. So let me show you the one that has a golden mean. So all my artwork has golden mean, the Fibonacci series, which is mm-hmm. the basis of everything in the universe. So my artwork started with. So 99% of my artwork is the Fibonacci series, the golden mean. So the golden mean formed the basis of my artwork. So if you look at it, all except for this particular triangle, all this is hand
0: drawn. I have not used any tools at all. It reminds me of a a painting I did of a shell. (laughs)
1: correct that's that's my point so this is you're right so the conch has you know the swirl the the Mm -hmm. snail a conch it has that swirl inside so i my background is hinduism in hinduism the conch is a very important uh uh, element in the healing so Mm -hmm. the conch when you put it in your ears it is vibrating at 7.83 hertz which is the same frequency as the sound om which is also Mm -hmm. This particular golden mean, so it forms the basis of everything. It it so this particular artwork, I'm pretty sure, I can I can find some scientists, and find the frequency of it, which I have not done. That's the next mm-hmm. step. There's so much work to be done in this artwork. That the tip of the iceberg is healing chakras.
0: There's healing a, the yeah, there's a lot of movement. And, Correct. Um, I think there is a triangle or a pyramid in the center. Mm-hmm. And I think it's demonstrating the power of that pyramid structure. And more. Yeah. There's,
1: there's more to it. So, uh, so when, I, when I read them, I, I tend not to even look at the structure. The thing to do is just to gaze at it, just keep gazing at it and your body will awaken Whatever it's going to awaken and give you that information, that feedback. So every there is um, there is uh, geometric patterns. Just some once in a blue moon, I will be lying down and I'll get a flash in front of my eyes. It's an entire image flashing in front of my eyes. However, I can never remember the image in in its wholeness. Mm-hmm. In its wholeness, I can only remember an aspect of it, and I have to draw from that memory. Other than one or two, like handful of them, everything else I sit and just like, it's moving and moving and moving and moving. It's the kinetic moving force that, that happens within it. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, there is, um, I, I wish I could say more about my images and give very definitive answer. Um, one of the things is I refrain from doing it. And the other thing is, I, I think the truth of the matter is it's not definitive at all.
0: Mm-hmm. So there's a lot going on.
1: And there's a lot, (laughs) this
0: is where you can't pinpoint
1: this images. Like, oh my God, this is going to clear your third eye. I can't say that. Yeah. I can say that I am thinking of. So one of the things is other than chakra clearing and healing your body and blah, 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 all that. I think this could also be used in hospitals in psychiatric wards with kids and a lot more. At Mm -hmm. some point in time, I wanna create a book with like at least like 30 images and also have a clear guidance on how to use the artwork so that I don't become the single point of conduit for these images and other people can be trained on using these images in in healing. Mm So it can, it can reach more people. Because right now, if I'm the only person that's doing it, it's not going to reach enough people. Right. And I'm also careful because once in a blue moon, I'll find someone who, if I have 10 people in the room, maybe one person cannot process it. They can't get past because they're, they're thinking, they're thinking, mm-hmm. they can't get past their thinking and it doesn't work for them. And I'm okay with that, but that's just what's so about it because you have to literally allow yourself to, to be moved by the image. If you get into your brain and say, oh, what is this? And you start interpreting it, it's just not going to work.
0: Right. It's that allowing again, allow it to communicate with you and Correct. not be attached to any kind of analysis or outcome. Correct.
1: It's the, the, the right word. You, you know, outcome is even the second, but what happens is it's human nature to analyze something. And what people do is, oh my God, it's similar to this or it's similar to that. Is this the... So they want to put it in a box, right? These images cannot be put in a box at all. Mm-hmm. It, the, you have to let it be what it is so that it can speak to you, it can go through you, it can shift you, it can upgrade you. That's
0: what it is. That's really amazing. Well, I'm excited. I mean, you've, I, you've got, she's got some of her images on, on her website, and I'll put her website in the notes. But I would like to talk a little bit about your book, Lion's Wisdom. Mm-hmm. Is this the set of books that you wrote, the first five or six books, and you combined it into a book? Or No. Um,
1: so that was my very first book. Mm-hmm. Actually, that was my second book that I published. My first book is not published. So I'm going to talk about my first book because the experience kind of flowed into the, um, the second book, The Lion's Wisdom. So okay. um, in 2016, I went to a workshop by Paul Selleck and I was sitting there and I said, um, can you tell me what my purpose is? And they were like, they looked at me and they said, you all want a purpose but you're in the way of your purpose. I said, okay. And I went home and there is a chapter in his third book which talks about the wisdom that we can, that comes naturally from within us. Mm -hmm. And I said, okay, I can do this. And I I woke up in the morning, I, I aligned myself to my own inner wisdom. And I said, I'm gonna write down what this is gonna be and let's see what happens. So I started writing, a few words came, and the next thing I knew, I started like just writing really fast, just words. And, you know, like like it just started coming at like a really fast rate. And in an hour and a half, I had a chapter. I was like looking at it, I'm like, okay. The next day, about five o'clock in the morning, I had this tingling feeling in my forearm. And I knew I had to get up and write. So I said, okay, I think I'm being asked to write. So I got up, I wrote out another chapter. So in 21 days, I had 21 chapters in my hand. And all of them just, you know, it's just flow, 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 flow. And after I wrote the first book, I just said to the guides, I'm like, you know what, I need time. It was a great experience. I felt like I was floating in the air when I, like, it was almost like, they didn't let me fall. Meaning if I was angry, it was handled in a second. If I was stressed, it was handled immediately. Like it was a very unique experience I didn't get with the other boss. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was because I was starting out and I would be like, like, whatever came up was handled. And after I did it, I said, you know what? Every day I woke up at like five and I wrote until like eight, nine o'clock. Like I would write for two hours and I run half for two. And then for two hours, I would review the chapter. So it took me like four or five hours and it would, so at some point, and then I was working on my business. So I would feel like a little drained. So I said, you know, I need time. I don't want to write for like a while. Is that okay? And I heard a big yes. Mm -hmm. So I set it aside. And about a month and a half or two later, I said, you know, I think I'm ready to write the next book, meaning in a month or so. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The next morning I was woken up and said, start writing. And that's how the Lion's Wisdom came about. And same way, 20, 21 days I sat, wrote, the book was ready. And it took me, uh, I think the Lion's Wisdom was either finished in 2016, end of 2016 or the beginning of 2016, uh, 2017. Uh, Once it was done, uh, I had a group of women who helped me edit the book, all from spiritual world. Just really supportive, just beautiful, women in my life who wished only the best for me. And I don't think anybody can have that kind of support. And if anybody had that kind of support, they could do everything they wanted in their life. And these women just helped me do it. And um, in like six months, I was able to publish the book. And in 2019, I published the book. And funny thing is, I almost forget, the book actually won an award. It won an award for New Age by reader's favorite. It won a bronze medal um for new age uh a genre for the new mm-hmm. age genre and for me that was quite surprising see for me like all this i have done for me it doesn't feel like oh my god i've accomplished all these things it feels very like okay <laughs> you know not to demean it or not to say it's less than for mm-hmm. me like the experience has been like just amazing through the roof but it doesn't feel like like oh my God, this is like, you know, this great thing I have done. It, it doesn't feel, even my artwork now, it's just so like, normal. <laughs> everything has become normal for me, you know, <laughs> and I, I don't know if I'm explaining myself correctly. So, so the lines was, go ahead. I was gonna ask you what the book was about. The book is, is about a lot, like the, there's, there's this, when I, when I started writing the book, all of a sudden I was shown two characters one was a man and one was a lion. And I was given a choice which one I wanted to go with for my writing and I chose the lion. Mm-hmm. And so in the lion, the, the lion becomes the sort of the guru or sort of like this uh, mentor kind of like, you know, uh, say like sort of like he he's full of wisdom and he instills wisdom and he talks to this man who has gone through life in a very sort of like, yeah, whatever kind of way. And the lion sort of like asks him multiple questions about like, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Like, you know, he, he walks him through the life and shows him like this entire world that is so different from what this man has lived. And so that's, that's the premise of the book.
0: Why a lion, do you think?
1: See, like I said, I never interpret anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you look at where I come from, you know, there's various avatars, you know, like the movie, The Avatar. Like there's more, the word avatar is a Sanskrit word. It means incarnation. It means another form. Mm -hmm. So in the Hindu culture, it's very normal to have these different forms. You know, uh, there's representation and like, the Lord Vishnu, one of the forms he takes, Lord Vishnu takes nine forms of his life and he's yet to take the tenth form. One of the forms is he comes in the form of half lion and half man. And he comes to, you know, re, reintroduce fresh energy into the into the world. So for me, it's not about why, it's just what's so. Mm-hmm. So again, I I I really don't interpret anything. If if it comes through, I'm like, okay, you know. But in retrospect, for me, it didn't matter what it was. I think I would have had the same experience, you know, uh, in in the sense of having this dialogue going back and forth between, you know, I, I think the pers- the I fell in love with the lion. The lion had this sort of this nice element of like something that's not normal. You know, you're talking mm-hmm. to a lion. Um, and I enjoyed the whole experience of being with him and him walking with me and sort of like, you know, being in my in my being and expressing what he wanted to express. And he has this sort of like sarcasm and this sort of like, he's a little bit pessimistic and he's also very wise and like, you know, sage-like and like all these elements coming together and, mm-hmm. and being able to say something profound in a very like, John way, kind of like a little bit humor and like a dry humor kind of way. It was it was kind of something I I enjoyed doing mm-hmm. it. And when the line was gone, I I there was a day like I was writing this one chapter and I, like in an instant it was gone and I was like I felt this sadness that descended upon me and like oh my god the main character is just gone gone mm-hmm. and it took me a day to sort of like be with it and and kind of process it because all my work is very personal in nature to me. And, and a similar thing has also happened with my artwork. Um, you know, when I was drawing, there was this one image I drew. This image to this day, after drawing like 300 plus images is my favorite image. There was something about it. And I, I, my, my deepest sadness was, was that I couldn't recreate it ever again. It's so unique, I could never even recreate it. Mm-hmm. I drew this image and I, w- I went into the spunk for a day. I couldn't draw. I was so much in love with that image, like what came through. With the experience of drawing that image, I went into the spunk. I was like, I can't draw anymore because I can't draw anything more beautiful than this. Even though I have drawn more beautiful images than that, I still consider that particular image to be more beautiful than anything because the experience I got out of it was just unimaginable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So th- similar to that, li- that lion was just, he just showed up, you know, so just having this entity in my life and having this conversation for like three months, talking to him and like, you know, him sharing his kind of like, you know, his wisdom was quite an experience
0: for me. Well, it looks like you have a lot more companions coming your way. <laughs> A lot more, a lot more artwork. And uh, yes. um, why don't you share your website? So um, do you do sessions with people where you're showing the paintings? Are you offering that?
1: Okay, I am offering that I am offering that it is um, $150 per session Mm -hmm. uh, for the viewers here. uh, If they register in the next 10 days or so. Um, I don't have a they have to email me at the moment. I haven't set up a calendar. Okay. Um, I will give them a $25 off on, the, on their first session. I recommend a 10 session work on this because this, I, don't, I want the viewers to be clear why I'm saying that. So when you, when you use this work, one session will help you. And I definitely recommend it, but there's more to delve into it and go through it. So people mm-hmm. have to be ready for that it's a mindset mm-hmm. so people can come do one session whatever you know if that if that is they're happy with it it's perfect but most most likely it'll go more than that um and i am getting married in february and so i'm getting engaged on december 2nd so there's going to be a little bit of like time lag in some of the times i'm going to get back but i'll definitely get back to the viewers the session is usually one hour and 15 minutes. I do not do any session, session, sessions longer than that mm-hmm. because my energy cannot hold further than that. And I, I, I start getting depleted after an hour and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sit, I, I have them choose an image and I go through with them like um, the whole session. I walk them through it. Okay. And the artwork is also for sale. Uh, at the moment, nobody has been able to print my artwork. So some of this artwork, I will be, uh, it'll be open for, uh, the um, originals will be open for sale as well. And I'm working okay. on that.
0: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story with us and your experience with the creative flow, which I think is so important. And um, what a gift that you can tap into that so readily.
1: Thank you so much for saying that. And you know, you made it so you added so much value to it, you know, rather than just being a listener, you you kind of integrated with my artwork. So that made it so much pleasurable to share it because you were able to feel the movement of the energy, which I'm pretty sure the viewers will experience as well. So I I am very grateful that you had the experience that that third eye tingling and opening, and that's what I want the viewers to get.
0: Oh yeah, like, yeah. yeah. That I'm living. I'm living in that world. So yeah. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I know. I know that it doesn't take me much to to go there, <laughs> but you know, part of it is trusting yourself and, like I said, allowing the information to flow, not to worry about what it all means, but. Just let it happen and sit with it. Like that really resonated with me because, you know, when you're an energy healer, like I am, you, things happen and I don't necessarily talk about it um, because you want to sit with it for a while. Maybe you want to, maybe you don't understand it yet. You know, you can't talk about it or explain it yet. But then when I do get some more information about it, it's exciting to share. yeah
1: i i actually try to tell people don't try to understand it when they sit with my artwork i tell them specifically don't even try to understand it just sit with it Mm -hmm. just experience it, and then you'll have this information flow into you and -hmm. that's the best way to receive information rather than understanding so that was a, a great way to close the uh conversation so like i said from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And I hope to like connect with you in the future and I'll go back and I think I looked at your website, but today I was running around. I, ha- yeah. I was like rushing and I came back <laughs> in the last moment. So uh, I apologize. I'll go back and uh, look into your uh, into your website and your work as well and try to learn a little bit more.
0: So yeah, well, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it.
1: You're welcome.
0: Have a good one
1: and uh, have a good morning and I hope you had your cup of coffee as well not yet but
0: maybe this afternoon (laughs) okay sounds good have a good one hi friends thanks for listening this is your host of the weirdest experience podcast Tina Clark I also wanted to share with you I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC I offer energy healing sessions EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218 or you can email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www tinakinneyclark.com That's T-I-N-A K-I-N-N-E-Y C-L-A-R-K-E Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com Check out our website on Tina Clark. Dot com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.